So it's that time of year again, dogs versus Cornhuskers, in the TaxSlayer.com Gator Bowl from Jacksonville on January 1st at noon on the Deuce. And here's what the showbiz kid has to say about it. Go dogs! Shut up, Nebraska! Dog fans, it's the Dogcast, episode number 346. This is the TaxSlayer.com. I wish we had I wish we had one of those official movie voice guys. TaxSlayer. TaxSlayer.com. Gator Bowl. Pre-game show. Uh it's Georgia versus Nebraska, noon in, on New Year's in a, Day. And another prestigious January 1st bowl. Hey, Kicking it, off at noon on the deuce. It uh, doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> oh, we've been trying to record this show. We've been laughing literally for 11 minutes and 53 seconds um, about everything we were going to talk about. So, old dog, are you in a better mood now, to, now that you had your scorched I, earth nuclear well, no, policy I mean, show from it, last week? It was the truth and maybe, just maybe some of the players have taken it to heart. Um, you know, John Theus last week or a couple weeks ago basically came out and said, you know, I didn't work hard enough. Uh, this week, Jordan Jenkins, basically the same thing, basically said he really didn't care about going to voluntary workouts because they were voluntary and he'd rather hang out in his room, play games and watch TV and, you know, do what else? Maybe smoke a little dope with uh, Josh Harvey Clemens. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but oh. anyway, anyway, I'm, it, it does do my heart good that the players themselves have recognized some of the deficiencies and why we are not a championship-caliber team that apparently our coaching staff lacks the insight into seeing, which goes back to what I said a few weeks ago, maybe, just maybe, if the rest of the team can buy into what Theus and Jenkins are talking about and do just work their tails off this summer and go into next season ready to play football, we will win a national championship in spite of our coaching staff, who apparently cannot fathom that these players aren't working hard enough. And it goes back to what we went through a few years ago. Same thing with the strength and conditioning program, where guys were coming in, signing for each other. No one really cared, and that goes from the top down. I'm glad, though, that these, these players have recognized that they are not working hard enough and that something needs to change if they are actually going to compete for a championship. So that's a good thing. It it is a good thing. 
it's sad that the players themselves had to recognize it and that it wasn't pointed out or something hasn't been done about it. And I know folks probably get tired of hearing me talk about Irk Russell, but I tell you what, I cannot imagine any player that ever played for Irk Russell that would say, <laughs> I didn't work hard enough. Say, you know what? I, I don't think I worked out. I, I don't did, work hard enough. Or I didn't give my all. That's not to I mean, Irk Russell didn't have a championship defense every year. Some of our defenses sucked during the Dooley and Irk Russell years. But I'll tell you what, they never, they never ever would say or admit to if they did that they did not work hard enough. <laughs> and I can't imagine them death. not working hard enough. Right. Absolutely. And, and maybe that's part of it. There needs to be a little fear in there and I don't think it is because I think we've just got a, a big old boys club you know where we we slap each other on the ass and everything's just cool win or lose all right you know as, as long as we're out there trying everybody gets a trophy hey listen so that that's a positive you're feeling good we've got guys on offense and defense recognize the need to work harder in the offseason that's can, that's that's can only be a positive that's right absolutely on and, the negative and, side and, and, Maybe we'll have two guys that after after laying out of the TaxSlayer.com Gator Bowl, another prestigious January 1st bowl, another, you know, log in there for uh, our coaching staff of January 1. I think they get a little bonus if they're in a January 1 bowl. Something is like the, that. Is the Bell Helicopter Bowl a January 1 bowl? I, I do not know. I don't know. I'm not sure either. But anyway, maybe they'll realize they need to go to class. Maybe, maybe they realize going to class. But on, but on a positive note, it's got nothing to do with drugs. That's true. Josh Harvey Clemens suspended, not for drugs, but for not going to class as often as he should. So, or, and there's, or a and there's symptom of not going to class. And, and I tell you what, I'll freely admit there were probably a couple quarters because I'm old enough to go. I'm old enough back. Georgia was on the quarter system, not on the semester system. There were probably a couple quarters where I didn't go to class enough. Yeah, you know, me too. I'm gonna, And I also was on quarters, which is still the best way. It is just the best way. I, I don't know no why the whole world didn't, doesn't run quarters instead of semesters. But anyway, um, quarter is the – I mean, it's just – what? I don't even know what – what is a semester? Everybody knows what a quarter is, right? Yeah. Nobody knows exactly. what a semester even is. Well, semesters like two. I mean, quarters. You knew you you went to school three quarters, and then you had one quarter off. Yeah. Anyway, hey, we're off topic here. Yeah. So, Josh Harvey Clemens suspended for the bowl game. Academics. Uh, we had another suspension too. Um, Sheldon Dawson. Yeah, Sheldon Dawson. We uh, don't know. We're figuring that's academics too, but who knows? Yeah, and, we don't and know. And I think sure. it probably is because apparently. The the school coaching staff nobody can comment on an academic issue, right? But apparently, but apparently you can if it's drugs. Well, because then there's a police and, and I say drugs. I mean, I really don't. I really don't think smoking a little weed in your room is a drug. Well, not in the state of Colorado. What's the deal with that in Colorado now? So if you play football in the state of Colorado, you can smoke weed and. I mean, you know, Colorado is about to go recreational marijuana. First state in the union, recreational marijuana. Um, well, you know, and and I mean, and and I know, I know, weed has changed a lot since I was I was in school 
and may have smoked a little bit. But yeah. unless unless they've got some kind of new weed that makes you hyper, I mean, it, it kind of mellows you out. I would want to play a team that was high. <laughs> okay. Hey, we've got other good news, old dog. Are you ready? Sit down. Nobody on our defense is going to the pros. We had nobody declare early. To go to the pros. You know, from- I read that. I read that, and I was really – and seriously, <laughs> I wondered what that meant. I mean, does that mean that none of them are going to go down to Broad, the corner of Broad and Lumpkin and prostitute themselves? I, I don't what? know what that – it just means I mean, they're not going pro early. You know, I mean, I, I don't understand. I mean, was there was there any – was there any – even any thought that someone <laughs> on our defense – could be a professional apparently, football player. <laughs> apparently, I don't know. Yeah, I know. It'd be like I, yeah, a professional football player. I don't know. Yeah, but apparently, I mean, hell, there's they're not, not even good. They're not even good college football players. <laughs> okay, all right. And in other news. Operation Overlord continues to now, spread is, its deadly tentacles. This this is sad. This is really sad. Go ahead. Brian Van Gorder, yeah. the, the last great defense coordinator University of Georgia had, going to the Golden Dome, the home of the Touchdown Jesus, in South Bend, Indiana, going to be Brian Kelly's defensive coordinator at Notre Dame, the University of Notre Dame. Brian Van Gorder. You know, and it'll be interesting to see what happens there, because like I say, it seems like Brian Van Gorder, when he left us and went to Jacksonville. He kind of lost his mind. Something snapped. I mean, and he lost his mind. But in the right, I mean, but he was. He was a great defensive coordinator for the University of Georgia, probably the second best we may have ever had. Yeah. He was great. I wish we had and, him back, and, and I, there, I hate and that he went to Notre Dame. I, I do, too. I wish we could have traded Todd Grantham to Notre Dame for Brian Van Gorder. Maybe we can, and a player to be named later or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe we could give up a draft pick or something. I mean, that would be awesome. Maybe, I, one, I would, of our, maybe one of our five-star recruits. I would be I would be pretty happy with that. Oh, um, it would. I would be ecstatic. Yeah. I'd be pretty happy about that, too. But you're right. It seems like uh, BVG, the CBVG, uh, he – something snapped. And now it's like he's like this journeyman. Like he yeah. he's like, you know, he's one year here, one year – every year he gets a different job. It's just weird now. You but, know, and the thing is I don't know – I don't know how good of a coach he was at Jacksonville. Because I think he went there to be their linebackers coach or something like that. But apparently the train just got derailed when he took over the head coaching job at Georgia Southern. No doubt. I mean, something really bad happened there because I think he left in the middle of the season, if I'm not mistaken. I think he left in the middle of the night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was tough. And then, and then you're right. Then after that, you know, it's just he's bounced around all over the place. But like I say, I would love to have him back. Well, so – now that we got all that stuff off our plate, let's talk about the game. Because we got a game this week, man. We do. Notre we Dame, do. I mean, Wednesday, uh, Nebraska. Wednesday at noon. Eight and four. The eight and four Nebraska Cornhuskers, coached by Bo Pelini, 
versus your University of Georgia Bulldogs, also 8-4. and four. Um, Can you believe this season's almost over? This is the last podcast of 2013, man. I know, and it's it, it, and it's sad because just think, and you know, a, a scant four months ago, how excited we were, yeah, and how and how the the future was ahead of us, and the whole football season was just beginning, and we had such high hopes. We beat South Carolina and LSU, and man, then we went up there in the turf of Neyland Stadium. I don't know, man. Something went wrong up there in that Tennessee yeah. game, and I don't know. We we went off the rails, but but I guess, but but I do guess one of our goals was realized because we are playing in a prestigious January first bowl in Florida, the TaxSlayer dot com Gator Bowl, kicking uh, off at noon on the Deuce. So Nebraska Cornhuskers, coached by Bo Pelini, who, as you know, is a former. SEC defensive coordinator. He was uh, with Les Miles when they won the national championship, and then he went yep. off to Nebraska, and you know has not set the world on fire at Nebraska, and um, has not endeared himself to the Nebraska fans either. No, no, that's true. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. But you know, he's had three ten win seasons, and uh, but has not won a national title. Um, so, you know. They've played two ranked teams. They lost to both. They've only played two ranked teams all season. Uh, they lost to both of them. Um, so, and their defense is not really that great. No. So, the big news out of Nebraska is that they're not playing with their quarterback. Like they're, you know, they kind of lost their their senior leader, um, Taylor Martinez, who we saw last year in the bowl game. And, right, uh, he was, was a, kind of del, he was kind of delusional, if I remember correctly. Yeah, but they really after, liked him. He, right, but after he had his ass handed to him by the dogs last year, he basically said, "You know, we were the better team. We could beat these guys." You know, yeah, yeah. And this year, he's not even going to play. No. Some kind of he's got some kind of injury, and it's pretty much kept so, him out for most of the season. That 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 that. that that weird, mysterious disease called turf toe. Right. There's something wrong with his toe. I mean, like your toe, man. I, I don't know. But anyway, it's like it's like Sergeant Hawker. Yeah. <laughs> so they've been not. Got to You got to have the toe, baby. You got to have the toe. So they've been working on quarterback all year. They they've really they are not nearly in as good a position as the Bulldogs with the. Uh, with the talented Hudson Mason at the uh, at the ready, you know Hudson has been saying all the right things, man. He after that uh, Georgia Tech win where he brought us back from twenty to nothing, uh, you know he has really settled into the role. Uh, he's calling it his team now, and uh, he really is driving the car. Um, Aaron Murray, uh, you know, has really been has not really been hanging around. Has has really given Hudson the space he needs to establish himself as the leader, and uh, I think that's great. I think it's really bad news for Clemson next year. I, I think Hudson Mason is going to be uh, just fine. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how he runs the offense here in this bowl game against Nebraska. Um, well, and it'll be interesting to see what we do because apparently he he feels more comfortable in an up-tempo type of offense. This is the kind of offense that he ran back what, four years ago in high school, and when we sped things up and went up-tempo against Tech, he seemed to settle down, and that's really kind of when he started to shine. Yeah, he likes so it a lot better. Be, 
So it'll be interesting, and I think we probably will, to see if if Bobo has the game plan in there where we are going to go with an up-tempo type of offense. Gotcha. I agree. I agree, and I, I think I think Bobo's going to have something for him. I think Bobo's getting – you know, they got to get to know each other. Bobo's got to get to know Mason, and Mason's got to get to know Bobo. And they got to figure out uh, – they got they just got to figure things out. And I tell you, as of much as I hate – Of course, the true key to victory, up-tempo, not up-tempo, whether Mason settled down or not, hand the ball to Todd Gurley 40 times and we'll win the ball game. Bang. <laughs> that is go. true, my friend. That is true. Uh, so, you know, Nebraska, you know, their defense, not that great. They're like the 53rd ranked defense in the NCAA. You know I mean? They're, they're just not that great. But um, I do I, believe they are ranked ahead of us. Am I, am I right? Oh what? God. Yeah, of course. I mean, they're, okay. they're, they're way, way ahead of us, man. Okay. I mean, 53rd in the NCAA. I'm like, wow. I just, I dream. I mean, I just, something man, we could strive for. I wish we could be 53rd in the NCAA. That would be great. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they're 53rd in NCAA, which is, of course, you know, uh, many, many quintiles ahead of where we are. But uh, quintile, you like that word, huh? I, I man, I'm gonna have to look it up later. Yeah, on. exactly. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're ahead of us for sure, but um, but not that great. So, um, I think we're gonna have a little success offensively against these guys, and uh, and I think, you know, I, I don't know, I'm I. I saw a report the other day that called our defense resurgent. I think it was in the Athens Banner Herald. They called wow. our defense resurgent. After the Georgia Tech game, our defense was resurgent, as in coming back, like getting it together, you know? So yeah. I'm hoping that our resurgent defense can continue that trend and. Um, and really put pressure because their quarterback. Well, maybe maybe now that the weighty decision of whether they needed to turn pro or not has been taken care of. That's all been maybe, settled. Maybe that's what was holding them back. Maybe they can focus now on taking care of business against Nebraska. Yeah. Well, we'll see because uh, Nebraska struggled at quarterback all year. They've got a pretty decent running game. And, uh, you know, running defense is rushing defense is the strength of our defense. So uh, we're good there. They've got a pretty good receiver who's kind of tall. Oh, that, that ain't good. Yeah. They got a pretty good receiver. They got two receivers, a senior and a junior. Uh, this kid named Quincy uh, Yunwa, who's, uh, who's pretty good. Pretty good. You're going to, you're going to, let me spell that last name for you E N U N W A. Yeah, you need to learn that name, kids, because uh, he's liable to go for uh, who knows how many yards. Especially with one of our best defensive backs sidelined and sitting in Valdosta. Yes, two two defensive backs sidelined. Right, but now you can't say Sheldon Dawson was one of our better ones. I don't. He wasn't even a starter. Yeah, but he is. I mean, that's true. But, but what? But that could spell just disaster <laughs> for for our top notch special teams. Yeah, he could because be. He, he, he was. He was our, our leading uh, kickoff returner. Yeah, this is like the show of positivity. Do you feel how positive we are, dog fans? We are positive. We are, we're keeping it light, keeping it positive. Um, so Because because you've got to when you're playing in the prestige January 1st, TaxSlayer.com Gator Bowl. 
Taxlayer.com. It should be aired at noon on the deuce. On the deuce. I mean, nothing <laughs> says you've got a relevant football program like like having your bowl game kick off at noon and being aired on ESPN2. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could be like North Texas and have it on ESPNU, but. Well, oh, I tell you. So, I mean, let's just let's just hope this is sort of great things. Yeah, there you go. I mean, the positive things we have established the fact that our players know that they're that they, that this season was not good. Yes. Which apparently apparently has eluded our athletic director and coaching staff <laughs> because I guess they think everything's great, but at least the players know it wasn't good. That and so that's really all that matters. They, so hopefully they will take matters into their own hands and on their own hmm. get better. Well, I hope so, dog fans. I hope so. For your sake, old dog. So uh, what is your prediction for the bowl game? Pain. <laughs> Come on, man. And I don't know if it's going to be Nebraska's or mine. <laughs> Well, do you have your Jacksonville, Florida, Georgia Stadium Cup ready to serve up a healthy portion of dog piss? Dog piss. I've even I even autographed my own cup because <laughs> you you love a good I, autograph. Exactly, and and this is really basically what we've got coming in, and and college football is without a doubt a game of emotion. And we've basically got two underachieving programs playing in this bowl game. And that's why they're in this bowl game is because they are underachieving programs this year. And it's really going to depend on which team can get fired up to play in the prestigious January 1st TaxSlayer.com Gator Bowl. At noon on the deuce. noon on the deuce. Because I guarantee you, at the beginning of the season, Nebraska didn't want to be in the TaxSlayer.com Gator Bowl. Neither did Georgia. Yeah. And neither did their fans. And that's why the ticket sales are in the shitter. Well, we beat two top ten teams this year. And Nebraska lost to two top 25 teams. The only two that they played. Right. I and, believe and that we're going to have enough to take care of them. Well, and, and on paper, on paper, I think we will. As but long as we really, come prepared. But like it, it's basically going to depend on which team wants to play, which team wants to be there, and which team has enough pride in themselves to not to not uh, lay an egg on the field again. Well, let's find out. For the second year in a row, George is going to play Nebraska, and let's find out. what we, We'll see what we see. I can tell you this, though. I do think Georgia's going to win. I think we're going to win handily. But I think it's going to be a tough, closely fought, very difficult first half. A lot like the game last year. We're not yeah, going to pull I, away until we're not going to pull away from them until later in the game. They're not going to quit. And they're not going to give up because they their pride is kind of on the line. And Bo Pelini really could use a win. Oh, exactly. I, exactly on that. I mean, I agree with that. Uh, and, you know, hopefully we can take something positive going into the off season. It would be good to have a win. I mean, look look what the win over Nebraska did for us last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, well, we did. Matter of fact, matter of fact I, I, I hope we lose. 
<laughs> because we won over Nebraska last year and opened up because with a loss whatever, to Clemson. Whatever happened, whatever we did last year, we need to do the opposite. <laughs> so I hope I, I, I'm going out yeah. on limb. I hope Nebraska kicks our ass. <laughs> Come on now, old dog. You know you don't really think that. No, I don't. I want Georgia to win every game that they play in. And believe it or not, I am delusional enough to think that we are. As as my good friend and best man at my wedding, Terry Quinn, will tell you, every year before the season starts, when asked, what do you think Georgia's going to do this year? I say we're going undefeated and we're going to win a national championship. Every and I year. have no reason to think that won't be the case next year. Absolutely not. I totally agree with you. Hey, all right. On that note, let's bag it. I mean, can it get more positive than that? It cannot. And I'm going to leave on that because that should satisfy. That's red meat for the dog fan intelligentsia right there. So, fans, thanks for listening. This is your dog cast. Our phone number is 706 3630 210. Our email is dogcast at gmail.com. My Twitter handle is at dogcast. And uh, you can listen to us on Stitcher and iTunes. And uh, we're on so many networks, dude. I, I literally have lost track of all the different. I don't even know all the networks we're on. I get feeds from. I don't even know where we are. We're, we're in a lot of places. On your phone, there's, on your computer, we're everywhere. Basically, there's no excuse not to listen to us. Kind of like Santa Claus. We're everywhere, man. Everywhere. Exactly. And we know if you've been bad or good. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> so be good, for goodness sake. Dog fans, thanks for listening. Big win coming up in the TaxSlayer.com Gator Bowl at noon on the Deuce. January 1st. <laughs> Prestigious. <laughs> and, and on the prestigious dues. And let's just hope that come 5 o'clock on January 1st, we can look in the mirror, be happy, and say we're undefeated for 2014. Go dogs. Go dogs.